Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. We are back on our franchise, the Jack Ryan franchise. And this movie is the second Harrison Ford installment, Clear and Present Danger. This came out in 1994. It's an IMDb of 6.9, Metascore of 74, Rotten Tomatoes of 80% tomato meter, 74% audience. It had a budget of $62 million. Domestically, $122,187,717. Worldwide, $215,887,717. It was directed by Philip Noyce, written by Donald E. Stewart, Stephen Zalian, John Milius, of course, based on the Tom Clancy novel. All right, so we're mixing it a little bit tonight. Um, Not really by choice, but... (laughs) But we got the Captain and Diets going on tonight. Captain Morgan and Diet Pepsi. That is totally, totally unusual for you. I would have went with Kraken. I would have went with Sailor Jerry. But with me working tomorrow, the 90, high 80s, 90 proof stuff is not going to be my great morning if I drink those. So <laughs> we're sticking with the 70 proof Captain Morgan, which is probably going to be fine. And to be fair, the only reason we got it is because the liquor store didn't have McMaster's. Yeah, there's there's a shortage. What? There's a shortage of McMaster's. It's starting to clear out the area, it sounds like. <laughs> You're going to have to start standing your route a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go um, to the uh, Detroit River and scream across the border, be like, push a boat over. I'll make masters. Well, you, uh, you, no, you need your passport renewed, don't you? I can't go into Canada. Oh, that's right. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you need your passport renewed. I remember now, something, something. Not only them are not vaccinated, but I have a DUI, so you can't. Most of those oh. just cancel that out. Damn, these rules. Exactly. Uh, the, I get about. I mean, it is what it is, but I'm like, it's kind of crazy never to be able to go. Okay, well, you should be able to at least go in if you aren't not driving. I think I can. But yeah, well, I don't. I never tried. Okay, well, let's not take a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm switching it up because you were talking about the dinner out this week. You know, I'm saying there, and then I I mentioned it the last time. I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna have to drink sangria. So I'm drinking sangria. I made my own. Yep. Um, Basically, it's I don't know. It's a cheap version. I used white and red wine, so it can cut, cut down on both of it. I just use a basic uh, burgundy. And then don't you and put then, vodka in yours? I put triple sec and a little bit of brandy. Okay, that's what it is. Okay. Triple sec and brandy. And then I go ahead and I put, I 
used some of the triple berry sangria mix, but I also added some of the V8 splash. So it's got like, I use some white juices and some red juices. So it's like half and half, like the mix. Okay. I, if I wanted to get crazy, I would add kava to it, but that's like putting, you know, grappa in the bottom of my mimosa and I might, might not be able to walk tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. See, we're both in the same mind frame. We're trying to drink what we can work on tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's Monday, and I'm like, uh, I, I, because I figure I'm drinking. I don't want to like push it. Not too well. Not not pushing it. I'm afraid if I do the really good stuff, I might not stop. Yeah. There we go. That's a good way you to know. put it. Yeah, I might not stop. You know, if I make it really extra specially good, eh, I'm gonna drink too much, and then that's not gonna be pretty tomorrow. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I don't know. Just sangria sounded good with the humidity that it's been this week. I mean, it's kind of like overcast today and hazy and icky. But the but... humidity is awful. Like, my air conditioners cannot keep up with this shit. No. No, not at all. Not at all. No, I don't think anyone's can. I mean, my restaurant can barely keep up yesterday. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. miserable right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, just it's a nice little simple sangria. Yep. Oh, and the, the red wine I'm just using is um uh Sauvignon Blanc. Oh yeah. So I got a burg I got a Burgundy and Sauvignon Blanc, kind of cutting the two. It's almost like putting it's like diet and regular or canceling each other out. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is this is good. The, just want to restate the fact that I accidentally watched this one. <laughs> You know, so for all those people out there, you know, I watched this one forgetting that I'm like halfway into this one, realizing that this wasn't Patriot Games because that's when I, whatever, <laughs> put down the wrong one. So I was ready for this because I'd already watched it and I recapped myself a little bit here on a few things today, um, yesterday and today, just to make sure I was prepared. But I mean, I'd watched it when we were supposed to do Patriot Games. Oops. <laughs> that <laughs> happens to the best of us. Yep, evidently it does. I'm like, oops, I didn't mean that one, that's for sure. Like, oopsies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I mean, this one to me had more action than the last one. They're like, okay. the whole drug, I think that's what it is. The Like, um, the whole drug thing, like, those are the ones I'm kind of into, like, that kind of, and then like the whole government like they're sketchy like all the people trying to you know basically join the join the join the drug people i can't say that word right now cartel cartel i want to say cartel but i don't know <laughs> cartel Kim cartel <laughs> but no um the cartel like you know how the government was working with them and then they like turned in their um army for them like i don't know there's just a lot going on in this one that i it kind of like keeps your attention more than the last one well this one was oh. had a bigger scope i would say than the previous one but not quite as big as Hunt for Red October. Hunt for exactly. Red October was kind of told on a global scale, like the threat of world war. Mm -hmm. Patriot okay. Games was more of like a revenge story for Sean Bean's character. And this one is 
kind of a government uh, starting of war with cartels. So the okay. threat of a world war isn't there like it was in the first one, but it's still a bigger scope than <laughs> just a revenge story against a single person. Yeah, and that's kind of what I thought about this. But what's oh. your thoughts? Okay, so our, I mean, obviously, you know, this, you know, when he wrote the book, it was 1989, mm-hmm. if I'm right. I think I'm right on that one. I might have been 88. Sure. I haven't read the books, but. Okay, so I'm just trying to get my, you have to remember that I'm coming from an era that I lived through the Iron Contra affair with Ollie North testifying yeah. in front of the Congress and all this stuff with the Reagan, all this. And the, the para, parallel themes or in comparison to both of these movies, the book to the movie, it definitely. It's a shadow of it. I mean, basically, it's. I don't want to say it's the same thing, but you got that who ordered who, what, when, who, who didn't know what, who was funding whom. It That's the whole thing. It makes you kind of guess throughout the whole entire movie. Now that we know, of course, we had seen it before and then we watched it again. So we knew who really was the bad guy in the first place. But then, then one of those bad guys, William Defoe, Foe's character, turns out to be on for get, gets on Ford's side and eventually... Uh, Spoiler alert if people didn't know this. Um, but it's basically, it's the threat to national security. They're saying initially we're going with like Hunt for Red October and then Patriot Games. It's the threat from without. And this one's actually the threat from within. Yeah. You know, yep. the clear and present, you know, not to not to sound cor- corny, the clear and present dangers from within, whatever. <laughs> but it is, you know, and that's where the theme of that is going. And they want you to look at that. Not only that, but they also want you to remember that this is a social sensitivity that, you know, it's still fresh in our minds is the Iron Contra War, you know, the Ollie North scandal, everyone, you know, they're holding public officials to a higher standard. Some person took the fall. Who was the scapegoat? And it, it's all implied in the whole entire subplots and the plot within the plot. Who really ordered who in this to do what in this movie and who's going to eventually take the blame? And, you know, him saying, you know, going to the one scene that they're in the Oval Office, and he's like, "You're no, you're you're in this game now. You got a big chip in this game, yeah. and you're going to keep this, and you're going to cash it in when it's time." And he goes, basically, he said, "Nah, not going to do that." Yeah. But you know, don't bark at me like a dog, you know. And I get that, you know, and it made me feel that I had seen this on the actual national, international global political stage for many years before then you know wait you know you know you got i think i encounter affair happened in 86 i believe so Yeah. started in 87 and then 88 i believe was the testimonies and stuff and this of course came out in 89 i remember writing um a paper on oliver north for my college freshman year so right around that time so to see this like put to the forefront again in 94 with the whole drug cartels. And then we're starting to realize how big they are because I don't, I mean, the whole eighties theme, you know, where the seventies and the eighties with the drugs. And then we really see how much of a hold it took on America in general and all the dirty dealings 
are quite evident in this book and this movie. Definitely. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. That's there, my there's thought. There's definitely yeah. parallels to the war on drugs also with the government mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. funding yeah. certain cartels to take out other cartels. Well, at the beginning, and shit. the president's <clears throat> like, I've been fighting war on drugs and why isn't it working? Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, well, sir, I hate to tell you this, but your your uh, crew that you're working with is fighting against that with you, and they're taking in money. Like, well, yeah, his best friend was the one that was Harden. Harden, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harden. Harden that was on the boat that got murdered was his was a close friend of the president, and he was actually money money laundering for these cartels. You know, and that's why, you know, he eventually, he, he did the war on it because he took it personal or whatever, how you ever, whatever you want to say. But so even your, even your close friends, whether or not you were having a war against drugs, were working against you on the down low or they didn't care. That's the whole thing. What you're saying too, which you you can definitely see that evident here. And then he Um, tries to sweep it underneath the rugs at the end. Like basically we don't have to say anything. Yeah, we and don't. And then Ford's character is like, uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. You know, he go, I'm going to tell this. I'm going to tell the Senate Congressional Committee, I am. You know, who are you? You know, I am. Basically, you know what I'm saying. It's 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 so good to see. And I think the reason going into this movie, you know, if you had William, you know, William Baldwin and Hunt for Red October, and that will always be to me. A Sean Connery vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then we have Patriot Games, which introduces us to Harrison Ford. And once again, we're going from Han Solo to Indiana Jones to him again becoming like another and to see him in another franchise again going to this movie. I so I actually saw Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan. I had seen the initial one. I'm like, oh, I'll go back and see him again. And that's where you you know, that's where it goes now. We start recognizing those you know, actors. And yes, I went to this movie initially to see because he was in it because I was, I've was i gotten so used to him and I grew up with him. And to see, I was so comfortable watching him in the, the role of Jack Ryan that I wasn't at this time because before I had been comparing the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I had compared. I kept on comparing Harrison Ford to Alec Baldwin. I kept on comparing, you know, him to Indiana Jones. But this one, I was able to dispel my belief and do watch the movie without trying to compare. Thinking, yeah, no, without without even thinking. I mean, I don't want to say thinking, but it was like it was just so flowy. I it just flowed nicely for me. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It had been a while since I had seen this, and so I had originally thought that uh, seeing Patriot Games was quintessential to understanding what is happening in this one, but on the rewatch, yeah. you can watch this independent of Patriot Games without a problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once again, they're looking at it, you know, you're looking at whether or not this is a sequel to it. It isn't a sequel. It's each book, sometimes I think, stands alone on, on its own for Tom Clancy. You can pick up a Jack Ryan book and there will be references to stuff that he did before, but you're able to watch or read it, watch it, book, what a movie, whatever you want to do, and you're able to enjoy it and then maybe it might get you hooked on one of the other books. That's what I was wondering about the books. If they were like a continuous story, like 
Jason Bourne, or if there were more like a Jack Reacher, where each book is just a Jack its Reacher own story. Wasn't your Jack dad Reacher? This? Did he read the Jack Ryan's? Uh, he may have. Oh, I thought I mean, he he reads a bunch did. of that yeah. shit. He read the Bournes and Reachers. But... That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but though, like originally, Harrison Ford wanted was planning on coming back for the thing uh, for the one that came out in 2002 some of all fears but he got the script and it's like this is shit and basically said no okay so okay i had a moment i was just trying to think ben affleck's in some of all fears right yes okay i had a, I had a picture who was in the next one and i once again then i was trying to like i said for now i'm like is to me, he is Jack Ryan. Okay, it's just like who who is your Doctor Who? You know, yeah. <laughs> David Tennant will always be Doctor Who, and some people Matt Smith or whatever. You know, yeah, sure. you associate, yeah. But what I also wanted to compare. Let me see. I brought this up. Yeah. So we were. I was talking about this whole era when he was writing in eighty eight and eighty nine, which is really kind of funny, as you know, um, James Bond dabbled in um a little bit of this in license to kill if you think about it. yeah you're right. and that was about this and what that was about the, what was that 88 was it 87 88 it was yeah it's 89 actually 89 license to kill so you got like the drug cartels and the law you know all that stuff going on so it's not something new or it's not Something like that, but you can definitely see where the social times were going through with '88 and '89, and to see, you know, you know, certain actors always choose such great roles. I mean, let's go back to the cast itself. You know, um, yeah, William Defoe. It's got once again. You got to say that. I mean, they did bring back James Earl some Jones, people. You know, you brought mm-hmm, they brought the James Earl. Yep, they did. And that was really good. Yeah, I thought that really, really helped with um, the continuity of the two, even though they weren't sequels yeah. or continuations. But it allowed them to people to feel comfortable watching the movie and not think, like I said, I wasn't thinking during that time. Well, they I mean, I, they ended the last one with not knowing if it's a boy or a girl. And then this one, you see the boy. Well, yeah. So that's really cool. Like. They kept the, like like again. They're not sequels, but to see that that one, then this one. Now, Red for Red October. Now, let's say I never seen that, and then I saw these two. Yeah, I would think that they're sequels. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that there's a book, not no like. Does that make sense? Like, if I didn't know there was a book, but I saw these two movies back to back, I would think it was kind of a sequel, but not like you know. Just yeah, because I mean, it's, it's the same actresses, same actors, you know, they brought back the kids. Like, there's just a lot of... There are some through lines, but like I said, you don't need to see the previous one to... Exactly. You're not losing anything by... Not oh, no, not. Again. No, but it's kind of it's kind of nice it's to see It's a nice them. touch to have the It's through nice to see sure. those two movies, because I've never watched... That's what's nice about doing these podcasts is seeing these movies kind of back to back, like within a month of each other or less. Like, um, like 
just because before I'd never seen them. I just see them as individuals movies in a year. I never watched them all back to back. Like I just saw them once and then I might have saw Red October a year after that. Like that's what's fun about doing these podcasts is seeing all these movies line up and see you know see how they are. Yeah. I mean the only movie I could say that or the only series we've done that I would say I've done before is watching the Star Wars from the beginning to the end. But I've never watched Friday the 13th. As a series, yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, there's a lot of series that we've done that it's like... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So... Okay, yeah, when you just said Friday the 13th, that's a series, I my mind flashed the stupid syndicated one, the Friday the 13th series. Yeah. <laughs> we did that with our yeah. horror buddy. Um, but yeah, we've... You know, there's a like we did Alien. Like I've never seen all the aliens back to back. I never have. I've always saw them individually. But so you know, I mean, we that's true. I mean, if you think about it, you know, sitting down and whether you don't want to call this a series or you want to call this a franchise or however you want to call it, I mean, to sit down now and take let's say Fast and Furious from start to end, it's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of movies. I mean, to even just take the Jack Ryan from start to end is four, five movies. Yeah, and then we're doing the show too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a lot. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's like sitting down and watching The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. You know, you might as well see me see me tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> there's some, there's something about, I don't know, there's something about binge watching now, with all the streaming services, it allows us to do it more. But do we all, any of us really have the time to do it? So I think sometimes, you know, I, you know, when you say I binge watch the series, let's think about it. We binge watch Squid Games, you yeah. know, what is that? Eight episodes at like 49 minutes an episode. Yeah. yeah there's days much. I spent 13 hours staring at my TV, finish out a series. Yeah. But, you know, we're, that allows us to do that. But, some of these movies are huge. You know, we even made this comment last week about the Hammer movies. Yeah. The fact that they were they were meant to be watched hour and twenty minute movies. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if I swear, if we don't, if they don't give movies two hours or more to people, and I'm not saying you know Zack Snyder's Justice Leagues with his extended version of the four hour <laughs> movie, you know, people are disappointed that they didn't get their money's worth. But if anything comes in less and you don't walk out of the theater talking about it around the water cooler the next day, people aren't going to talk about it because they didn't get their money's worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think people's attention spans are a little bit less than what they used to be. That's why I think sometimes the series is, are that we can stream nowadays are smaller so we can do them faster because I don't... I want to watch all these movies i would love to watch some of these movies or some of these series franchises from start to finish but back most of those movies back in those days are two-hour movies easily yeah yeah okay i was way off topic i'm sorry well i'll just go on this quick rant have you ever seen evil i just started it and i'm on like episode 10 i think but yeah that started yesterday um that's a great show some paramount oh I, i've seen some um i've seen some stuff for that i have i just started paper girls which was paper that? girl 
Oh, I'm trying to think which one. Well, I can't remember. I think it's on Netflix. Maybe don't buy. Maybe Prime. Paper Girls. Yeah, I just started uh, um, Sandman. It's four girls that are like, nope, nope, nope. They are actually Paper Girls. They are rogue deliveries for paper. They're one of the first girls in the 80s. Oh, that started I heard to about be, that. Yep. And they're accidentally transported into it's kind of it's interesting it's all over there i don't know if it's got a little stranger things in it but i just started like episode two or three in right now mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting we're seeing it i'm still holding off on my last two episodes of all of us we're all dead or something because i i want to save those because i'm waiting for another really good series yeah and which one did you start tom i started sandman okay sandman on netflix yeah that's pretty good Oh, is that the one that has um Chris Evans? No, 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 no. No, she's the girl. She's the she's from Game of Thrones. Brienne of Tarth. Uh, yeah, Gwendolyn Christie is playing Lucifer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I saw some snippets of that, and I did kind of like it. I saw the fight scene battle. I mean, I don't. I haven't read much of Neil Gaiman, but everything that has been made based on his books or comics i've really liked so and i'm digging it so he, far yeah i did his neverwhere i've read two of his books and i've also read good omens before it was made into a series yeah i watched good omens yeah. like stardust was his Coraline was his um mirror That's... mask was his okay yeah so a lot yeah. of fantasy elements to it i like it okay, <coughs> okay so well, we got way off topic yep. here. Yeah, yeah. So now <laughs> Sorry, let's, you know, let's get back into uh, the movie here. The movie, yes. I had, I wasn't entirely sure, like the two main bad guys, if you will, in the government, like what their official titles were. Like I think one was like an FBI guy, and one was a. Well, it wasn't Homeland uh, Security because that didn't exist yet, but. Um, well, there's technically Homeland Security wasn't created until after 9 11. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying, but it was so another. See, uh, he, was he like the CIA director? No, no, no. No, because Ryan was acting CIA director because. Yeah, he took CIA over director. Greer. Dean, yeah, Greer, yeah. And then we have CIA director Judge Moore. And then we have. Uh, I'm trying. I, like I said, it's so hard to like understand who's whom. Ritter because you're and Cutter right. were the two. Yeah, like, yeah. Guys, so, up, but I don't know what their titles were. Eight of, okay, so I've got it right up here. Giving assurance there's no Brian is where Cutter used funds with reciprocity. John, um, aided by Robert Ritter, the CIA Deputy Director of Operations. So Rob Robert Ritter was CIA Deputy Director of operations okay so there's one yeah okay that's Ritter. we just have to figure out what cu- cutters is i mean i wrote down some of these things you know it's kind of hard to like keep you're yeah, absolutely right yeah. it's so hard to keep everyone's positions correct you yeah. know um oh he's national security advisor james cutter okay national security advisor there we go Whew. ritter is deputy director of operations and cia and then James Cutter is National Security Advisor. Gotcha. There we go. All right. And well, I mean, do we want to make even a comment on the name that they chose, Rep City? Rep- <coughs> yeah. Rep- well, 
reciprocity, reciprocity, reciprocity. I'm like looking at him like, yeah, I'm not can we try say attempt that right now? Okay, well, there's once again, we all have alcohol in our <laughs> system. Yeah, know? I'm on the boat with Sailor Jerry right now. Yeah, <laughs> Captain Morgan. Oh, Captain Morgan, um, that's the wrong captain. <laughs> well, also, you you got to kind of like it. Okay, so going back, you know. If you think about it, you know, when he's in, when, you know, Jack Ryan Harrison Ford is in the office with President Bennett and he says, oh, you'll, you know, you'll take the fall, you'll get a little dirty, but whatever, da, 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 da. And he's trying to like basically tell him to like basically fall on your sword because he had already given, you know, Ritter and Cutter um, preemptive pardons for yeah, any wrongdoing yeah, right. so you know that those dirty dealings so basically you know he they already assured them this is what's going to happen this is how you're you guys are never going to get in trouble yeah. it's not going to come back and if anyone does we're going to make sure that it won't come back to you and that's yeah. i yeah. watch movies like this and yes they are movies but it still like upsets me like that that is actually how it probably is in real life like oh yeah it is like you know it's like the other night we got in the talk about fbi like you know <laughs> it's just one of those like it's just a whole sketchy government thing that's in there like yeah and i guess i guess that what kind of makes it nice about this movie is because yeah you do see this is I, i'm not saying it's one of the first movies that shows like all the he said she said who did whom would behind whatever i mean but right. at the same time this that whole entire time frame and this is 94 when did the enemy of the state come out 99 uh, yeah it was 98 or 99 i think 98 or 99 but once again you're looking at those 90s where they're basically saying once again i already said this kind of the threat is from within it's not really yeah. from without because yes now the fall of communism well now tech will fall of russia not communism because right. communists still exist but the big bad red you know russia is not there anymore because it's done you know that's what we're saying but it fell you know and we got to find out who the new enemy is well you don't have to look too far because the new enemy is actually right here in our doorstep it's your next door neighbor it's the person you least expect it's the government official that you thought you could always trust that smiles at you one way shakes your hand and turns and does double dealings behind you yeah 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 and so i think harrison ford's character was the only one oh jack ryan um mm -hmm. he was the only one that put it all together like Oh, the secretary and her boss died on the same weekend? Like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, that... Like, how did anybody else come up with that? Like, in me, in my head, I was like, well, something's definitely sketchy there if they both died. And they made it a point even, like, when Greer has to step away because he has cancer and they say Ryan is going to take his place, that... Cutter and Ritter have a conversation like this guy's going to be a problem. He's a straight up Boy Scout, and we just yeah. have to keep him out of the loop. And you know, I don't think they could have ever got him in the loop because he would have never played ball in the first yeah, place. Oh absolutely. no, he would have 
said, yeah. all right, I'm pulling a plug right now. We're not dealing with this shit. Like, I'm straight. He's straight edge. Like, he's the one guy you could trust in government. Like, And I think that's why, I think that's one thing about Clancy, whether it be his movies or his novels, he always gives us that one straight shooting arrow that is the Boy Scout, just like you said, that we could always put our trust into without worrying about anything. And he's the one that we need and can always look to that is unblemished, cannot be blemished, mm-hmm. goes through hell, whatever. Um, he goes the extra mile. Now, I'm going back to um, the book and the movie here. You know, we're coming in the 90s, so let's just talk about it. You got um, Rambo, First Blood, well, First Blood was 80, but then Rambo, Rambo Part, part 1, Part 2, whatever, you mm. know. Um, what in the book and the movie here, the difference between the book, one of the main things, the difference between the book and the movie is the fact that this, he goes back to Columbia. Yeah. That's that's... The, the second scene is not even there. That's not even in the book. Yeah. The point is, it's almost like it becomes like a Rambo-esque to go back to take care of business. Yeah, and, look, there's a little um, bit of that for sure, but yeah. That being but said, it has I some, one of the it. best scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, no. I mean, that's got a great, you know, you know, there is literary license a lot of the times when they're readapting books to screenplays. I mean, initially, was it Milanus who wrote it? And then it was rewritten again or something until it was up to uh, three or four different screenwriters attached. Yeah, that's where the problem is. It was three or four different screenwriters attached. And the fact that, you know, eventually Clancy did sign off on it, but... There's going to be different adaptations and liberties taken. That's mm-hmm. for sure. But it, I think it was a necessary, it, whether or not they needed it or not, I liked him going back. It made me feel, I don't know, yeah, like, complete. This got past me. I need to fucking do something to fix it regardless. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the straight shooter, yeah. you know, hey, this is what this, I take action. I'm going to take care of it. I'm not going to do the double deeding. He wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty to take care of a problem. Yeah. yeah. And that's what made it really nice. Yeah. One thing and I would have Some liked... of the best scenes, one of the best scenes, you know, the SUV getting, by, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. The ambush. Yeah. Yeah. The ambush is one of the best scenes out there. One thing I would have liked to have seen, uh, the movie ends with him testifying in front of the committee. I would have liked to have gotten a like footnote of the fallout that happened. Yeah, like this is how, you yeah. know, like, three months later yeah. they came to... Uh, they impeached the president, they arrested Ritter, and or something. Yeah. Whatever happened, happened. You know, just not him going in front of the thing and going his hand... You know, I, I totally get what you're saying. It, it leaves you hanging, and it makes you think what, you know... What's the next movie? Once again, we want to see the next movie, and which, of course, didn't pop up until 2002, Some of Our Fears. And evidently, Harrison Ford wasn't happy with that script or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, that's what I read and, on the internet, but who knows if you can believe that or not. But at the same time, you know, was he already committed to other projects? You never know. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. mean, I'm sure if it was a good script... He probably would have said, all right, I'm going to cut these other movies because I'm going to get into the one I was originally in. Actually, but I, again, I think as that, we said that's before. That's how I feel as like Harrison Ford as an actor. He's one that will stick with what he 
you know, I feel like it's like let's say Star Wars needed him and he had other stuff. Like, yeah, I'm in. Like, I'm going. Star well, I Wars. mean, that being said, uh, the only reason he got the job in Patriot Games is because Alec Baldwin had scheduling conflicts. Mm-hmm. So it could have been something along those lines as well. Well, didn't they want Harrison Ford from the beginning? Originally, yeah, but he didn't like the script for the first one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Harrison not Ford not liking the script for Hunt Red October. Once again, I stand by my statement that was Sean Connery's movie. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... So maybe he didn't want maybe he didn't want to play a second fiddle to Sean Connery. Yeah, that was exactly what he said. He said this doesn't feel like a Jack Ryan movie. This is a Admiral whatever his name was movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which is absolutely true. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. It absolutely. makes you think. Like, let's talk about this for a minute. Like Harrison Ford. I think he plays the roles that he want, like that he feels is well written. I mean, I guess a lot of actors or actresses probably do that, but he's not all about the money. If he likes how it's written, he's gonna go. With well, it. I mean, he he's at the level where at, even back then he can write his own ticket. He's not gonna yeah. do a movie he doesn't want to do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he and that's absolutely true because you know you had what did he? You know he did. Witness in 1984. Was that 84 or 86? I think it was 86. Okay, 86. Sorry, I might have been off. You know, but he's, you know, he's had many different style of movies, even independent, not independent movies, but movies independent of franchises or, I don't know, main characters that are going to continue in every movie, like Han Solo, Han Solo, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, those good standalone movies that are just a movie by himself, you know. Yeah, so he I mean, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, he did The Fugitive in between the two Jack Ryan movies. Yeah. So. Did they? No, there wasn't two movies for The Fugitive. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, there was U.S. Marshals, which was kind of a yeah. quasi sequel. Yeah. That, uh, That's what Tommy I'm saying. Yeah, I was, yeah, well, I always, I sometimes think of Double Jeopardy kind of like along that line because he's playing at the Marshall again, also things like that. But, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> but for you know Harrison Ford himself, you know, to do this movie was awesome. And then when was Air Force One was? That when was, was Air Force One in between? I was at ninety eight. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. God, years blend together. I'm sorry. There was a lot of alcohol. I loved Air Force there was one. There was a lot of alcohol involved. A lot, yeah, a lot of alcohol involved. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was the '90s. I, you know, you can say it's the '80s, the '90s, whatever. You can say that still. Mine was but, the 2000s. I don't yep. remember the first, 2000 or 2010. Ah, yeah. Other than that, we all grew up after that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, he then took on the then he took on the role of a president. You know, and the next. But at the same time, he was a kick-ass butt person in that movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. 90, granted. He played a... Yeah, he's been in so many movies. You just think about it. You go think about when his time frame was. And I was trying to think... When we were talking about scheduling conflicts, I was trying to think what came out the same time in 2002 that would have made him a scheduling conflict. I was just thinking, trying to think outside uh, the box. Got his IMDb up right now. Um 2002, he did K-19, The Widowmaker. Okay. And 2003, at Hollywood Homicide, which, say what you will, but... Yeah. And then What Lies Beneath in 2000, that's really the run-up yeah. to that. But nothing that really could, too big. Nothing really. 
nothing really. I mean, he could. I mean, not the saying, you know, not. And he could him. be the actor that shuts, like, doesn't do every movie he gets. Like, again, like, I don't need to work this year. I'm fine. I made enough money. Like, I didn't get any good scripts at me. I don't want to just take a role to make an extra few million. Fuck that. And that's what you might have to respect as him as an actor is because he doesn't cram in a bunch of movies just to make the money. He probably really looks at those scripts and be like, that's shit. I don't want any part of this. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm going to go off script for a minute because I read about this and I haven't really talked about it. What is this whole cancel Gal Gadot? You heard about this? That happened recently? Yeah, it just happened like two, three days ago. Like, there's this whole, pop, uh, whatever they call that now, hashtag cancel yeah. Gal Gadot. I know that she was, this happened a while ago, but she was announced to be playing uh, Cleopatra. And people were pissed off because she wasn't Egyptian. Well, the br- But what I Cleopatra briefly- was actually Greek. What I briefly read about it, it all had to do with her political views between home... Well, I mean, she's Israeli. Israel, yeah. Israel and Palestine. Anytime something happens over there, they're going to try and cancel it. Yeah, so they were trying to... There were missiles fired So it's a big them. thing right now. It's um, hashtag cancel Gal Gadot. So I just it's saw because that she's shirt. Israeli. That's all that is. And I didn't really go into like looking into it, but I just briefly read the article, and that's what I got. She said yeah. something that she believed that of her hometown but she's also yeah she did she did some sort of tweet mm-hmm. in support of yeah. israel yeah yeah her hometown so i'm sorry israel whatever gets bombed or something and you do a tweet because it's your hometown showing them support i mean yeah i, th- I it thought is what it was a bunch is. of bullshit when i read that i was like why are we canceling gal gadot she's an awesome actress yeah, it's, it's, and she's gorgeous. You know, she's yeah. gorgeous. I don't know if I'd call her an awesome actress. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's, she's good. She's good. She's good. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is. A, she is a dear. You know, and she did make a good replacement for Jacqueline Smith. No, Linda Carter. Linda Carter. What was I thinking? Yeah, but sorry, yeah. I had to go on that because I That's had right. to bring it up because it was just went through my head real quick when talking about actors and actresses and stuff like that and. But yeah, I mean, Harrison Ford, I I respect him as an actor. It's like, there's my, I have Harrison Ford, Tom Hanks, um, even like Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I respect a lot of them as actors because I feel like they are very true and they get into their character. Um, um, Christian Bale. Okay. But yeah, I mean, those are the people that go through my head real quick, this off the top of my head, that are actors like that give a shit about their career and doesn't just take some random ass roles. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's true. And, you know, we, we're all, you know, kind of hypothesizing what he didn't do the next one. But, you know, for this movie itself, you know, you know, we were talking, I think what we got with the actors and we got with the, the cast of characters that are playing you know, James Earl Jones. You have all these people on top of it. William Defoe is, you know, let's yeah, touch on great. the fact that he, oh, I he's love good. Him. He's great. He's, you know, the fact that he's a bad, he's against Ford and then he turns to be like the bad guy that turns to be a good guy or 
allies himself with your good guy. So you have to look at him in a different light, you know. And when, you know, the, you know Jack Ryan's running back to the, the helicopter, we wait for Ryan, you know. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I don't think Willem Dafoe was inherently a bad guy. He got an order from Washington yeah. to do this, so he was just doing his yeah. job, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, like you say, I say bad guy, but I don't mean to say it like that. I was just, yeah, yeah. I was simplifying I, 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 it. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. My favorite movie of um, Defoe, uh, Willem Dafoe, yeah, is um, the Irish, uh, oh, uh, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. I love his character in Boondock Saints. Whenever mm-hmm. I see him, I just see him in doing his crazy ass he's he's a very underrated actor in my opinion oh very underrated oh yeah i love that guy to death but when you when i see him i see his shit that he pulls in boondocks and yeah i love it well i guess he's like he's one of those character actors that you know when he's in a film he does a great job being part of an ensemble cast that yeah. propels the storyline without taking away from it. So I, I think once again, they did a great job in choosing him to be a, I know, pseudo good guy slash bad guy. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. is, is Harrison Ford your Jack Ryan? Actually, he is. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, I don't know if he technically, I mean, honestly, I really... I've only watched one, no, two episodes of the actual series now, so I can't really say. Seeing what's what's the actor's name in the series? John Krasinski. Okay. I, I, he does do a great role. And uh, but again, I have not seen these all back yeah. backed up, so this is a great conversation piece when we start getting into the series. Yeah. Because I yeah, I'm just yeah, because we're gonna have to again, take a moment. We talked about this at the beginning. You've seen these individually, but you've never seen a lot of these back-to-back. And that's what's going to change a lot of this is our thoughts once we get into that. Because, I mean, I did not remember Harrison Ford's character in these two when I was watching the series. Yeah. Right. But I can tell you right now it's not Alec Baldwin or Ben Affleck. (laughs) I'm just going to say that right now. Right now the battle is between John... Straninsky and we got Chris Pine also. Well, yeah, I forgot about Chris Pine, but again, that's a one-off, like right October, and um, some of all fears and the Chris Pine one. Those are all one-offs where you actually have Harrison Ford in about four hours of movie time, and then you also have. I mean, that's just like what is that? Ten hours. So. Yeah, I, he has the benefit of just having more time to flesh out the character than exactly. Harrison Ford. Exactly. So all the one-offs, yeah. I could say, eh-eh. Yeah. But it'd be Harrison Ford versus John. Yeah, I agree. And well, that's how I feel. Yeah. So yeah, we got that's what I mean. We're gonna be able to compare the all different adaptations or how they portrayed each character with their own subtle nuances, but. Here's where we initially got when we were talking about Red October and we were also talking about Patriot Games. We were talking about the fact that did the movie age well? Let's I talk about it this. Did. Yeah. Uh, to me, you know, I'm going into this, you know, yeah, I had watched it by mistake the first time, but <laughs> honestly, I feel like every single movie that Harrison Ford is, and once I'm going back to this, 
ages well. You know, I can watch yeah. it over and over again. And it, and, it, and it had been a while since I had watched this movie, but um, I thought, you know, that ambush scene, you know, right there, even some of the gunfire in the jungle when they're actually going in or the missile strike, those are pretty close to even some of the technological ones that we see in movies nowadays. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I was actually reading in the trivia the when they did the missile strike, they actually bought that house from a divorcee in Mexico and actually oh. literally blew it up. So oh that, my that God. was all practical. Oh my God. So they had to get it in one take. That's for darn sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that <laughs> one scene, um, Tropic Thunder, where it cost X amount of dollars. So they had to do it right the first time or they were fucked. Mother Nature just pissed her pantsuit. <laughs> Love that movie. Yeah. But no, but in all honesty, yeah, in all honesty, it it to me it really did age well. Even I don't want to say the cinematography itself, but just even the colors, I guess. Yeah. Because I was I actually mean, watching them. The acting was on point. The, Absolutely. The effects were on point. Um, everything. Everything aged great. Like there was not one thing I could just say. Like, yeah, they could, uh, yeah. But no, like yeah. even the they didn't say anything. Like you know, early nineties or stuff that you cannot say nowadays. But they didn't have that in there. Like sometimes, yeah. like they throw out the R word. Can't throw that. <clears throat> well, yeah, it was a PG thirteen. But again, PG thirteen. They're showing boobs back then. Like. Yeah. There's like a lot of 80s, 90s that I've been watching. I'm like, it's PG or PG 13. I'm like, wow, they're showing that. Oh, I, yeah. I, another thing I read was reading in the trivia in the book, apparently. Uh, Jack Ryan just breaks into Cutter or Ritter, whatever one's safe mm-hmm. instead of doing like the computer cat and mouse game. But I really yeah. like that scene where they're on the phone and he's trying to print documents as he's deleting them like that was a really cool scene yeah i mean that is you know you know you can only go so fast and I, you, we can feel that tension because he's in the office yeah. and you're at a computer and those are the old school computers and you know can imagine what it's before we just would send the pdf to us or whatever and, go yeah. from there mm-hmm. and then delete the mainframe files i mean i mean that part of the technology still but you i think it helped build up the tension and just rifling through yeah, a safe yeah yeah there was like he was like he didn't want to get caught and it was taking longer because you can rifle through a safe grab the papers and run away but he was deleting his trail at the same time so it was kind of cool yeah yeah I mean, I still don't think that age because I also put myself in that time era. I was like, yeah, they don't have computers like we do nowadays. Like, that's fine. That's not yep, age. Absolutely. That's fine with me. Yeah, no, but it helped. It helped with the, the tension. It allowed it to even be more because to me, it's like, oh, my God, I, I remember that feeling trying to get stuff done and waiting to get stuff done. And it's just so nerve wracking. Oh, I remember back in the day in my dad's office that had the piano printer um, paper thing yeah. like you had to rip them off and rip the edges off and print it on mm. this big thing I thought it was the coolest thing ever <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God, this is amazing how much technology we've got farther along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite thing was taking home the Apple computer back in the day to play Oregon Trail during the summer. Number munchers and shit. Number munchers. Oregon yeah. Trail. Well, they they brought you bring those computers home to do those and put their time in, but you're playing Oregon Trail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Travis died oh, yeah. of dysentery. Yeah, I died a lot. Yeah. But I remember writing programs and I'd be going zero zero one go oh, to Doug Scott. Yep. Yeah. I did graphic design when I was in ninth grade, and he put all these codes in. I drew this crazy shit, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh, way back in the day. Well, we're we're aging ourselves Showing right now. <laughs> oh, we are way aging ourselves. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So should we rate this? Yeah, I think so. I have an idea for next time. Okay, I want to hear the idea for next time. So let's, go ahead and rate. What's rate? You gave Hunt for Red October, you Trav, an eight. Patriot Games an eight and a half. Well, I totally fucked that up, didn't I? I asked you <laughs> if you like Patriot Games more than Hunt for Red October. Yeah, I totally fucked that one up. Um, that was way too many McMasters that day. Um, because this movie's way better than that, so I gotta give that like a nine then. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Into a corner. I put myself in a corner. So 9.0 for that one. That's... I had to because the other one was <laughs> shittier than the Red October, so I totally botched that shit up. <laughs> yeah, you did. All right, so I gave Hunt for Red October a 7.5. I gave Patriot Games a 7.2. I agree with you that this is the best of the three. So I'll give it an 8.3. Okay. And you gave Hunt for Red October an 8 and mm-hmm. Patriot Games a 7.8. I'm going to put this as an 8.4. All right. So we all agree that this is the best one so far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, honestly, to me, it's the best one of the Jack Ryan. If you ask me if it was the best one of the movies, I might even lead towards the Hunter at Red October, but but this is the best Jack Ryan. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see what you're you saying. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yeah, because saying. I'm I love me some Sean Connery. I can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> Did he pass away? Yes. Yeah, yeah he just ago. COVID. Yeah, COVID. That's right. During COVID. Well, not of COVID, but during COVID. Yeah, well, who knows well, anymore? Well, Everyone well. died of COVID, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. all right. So here's my mindset for next week, because we had this conversation during this podcast. Okay. Best Harrison okay. Ford that's not Star Wars or Jack Ryan. Okay, well, well, do not, that. I mean, take out, you have to take out Indiana Jones, too. Yeah, just in case we want to do that. Yeah. But that was my one thought, because we're talking a lot about his other movies and stuff, but... If anybody else has any other thoughts, throw it out. No, nope. I think we were talking about the Hammer film thing some other time because that'll give us like a whole entire genre we can do. I mean, we can do something like that later on, but when we have more time, like when I'm on vacation or something, we have more time to watch movies or something. Yeah, that would be a good one where, um, yeah. Awesome. Still loving it? Still loving it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, yeah, um, we'll figure out the schedule for this one. Probably 
today's Sunday. We can figure it out next week. Okay. So I okay, don't cool, have a cool. problem with that. Okay. Awesome. Well, have a good one. Uh, have a good night. You too. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.